I can't wait. Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into a touchdown. Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome to another episode of IDP Nation. I am your host, Daryl Winstead, a.k.a. Hollywood, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Bellafuel. What's going on, Kyle? What's happening, Hollywood? You know, you've, you've put me under a lot of stress, and I, I just want you to know that. I know I was difficult today, and I apologize. I had a lot, a lot of things going on. I had to make a lot of moves, move things around, but I made it, I, I, I made it happen. I have cussed you at length for the past <laughs> two hours. It's like, I'm good. Yeah, let's go out and eat. Where do you want to eat? I don't care. Where do you want to eat? Well, I don't know if I want to eat. That's pretty accurate. That's, oh, that's damn accurate. That's damn accurate. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, Jesus Christ, where are we going here? I know. We made her, though, bud. I apologize. It was a long day. You're, you're better than this, Kyle. I know. I don't you're know. better than this. I only saw the gift like five times today from you. Well, I'll make up for it tomorrow. I'm sure I'll send it out about ten times tomorrow. Yeah. Well, enough about me, man. Let's bring on our guest, one of our good buddies here. We, You know, we do have a special guest, you know. Uh, apparently, he's the greatest idiot of all time. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. <laughs> our, our good buddy, the douche. What's going on, Sean? Straight out of Canada. Straight out of Canada. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, we thought we'd wing it a little bit tonight. You know, not a whole lot of news and notes going on. A lot of rookie drafts going on. Um I'm getting rookie drafts left and right, all kinds, one quarterback, super flexes, true position, uh, you know, deep IDPs where you're starting 11, 12 to where you're starting two or three. Um, it, it's been crazy. Is there anything that you all have seen that stuck out to you as far as rookie drafts? Like, Somebody going too high, somebody going too low. I would say the the one rookie draft that sticks out is our uh, defense win championship league. Defense wins championship league that the douche here runs, and we that was my only draft I had that drafted before the actual NFL draft, and it's all IDP. Oh, I and love that, that. By the way, that love was that. that was a blast. Yes, it was. You think? Yeah, that was a blast, man. That was by far the most interesting, um, drafting those guys before their landing spots and, and just trying to figure out if you're going to get your guy, do you have to move up? Do you got to, you know, sit tight? That was that was a lot of fun. You got to be a true talent evaluator. That's what I was fixing to say. Don't you, don't you think 
in leagues where you draft before the NFL draft? You're the actual GM yeah, of you, an NFL team. You really got to know your shit. You got to be in tune with what's going on. You can't play that draft capital game. Oh, this guy got drafted in the first round, so I should take him. Right, exactly. Nancy. So so if you hit or miss, it's on your ass. Yeah. You can't say, well, so-and-so told me to draft or so-and-so was drafting. No, they didn't have a clue because you're drafting before the NFL draft. I love that. Now, I, that's one of the things about your league. That only a real man has the balls to do that <laughs> and trade yeah. up to draft Peyton Turner before <laughs> anybody even knows who Peyton Turner is. Yep. Dude is the Peyton Turner founder. You know, somebody <laughs> told me about Peyton Turner. I don't know who it was. I mean, President of the Peyton Turner Club <laughs> is the dude. <laughs> First round. Yep. That was yep. a hell of a call. Great call. So is there, like I said, is there anybody? In, in, as far as IDPs or just in general? IDPs. So, you know, is there any, I mean, some, we're all in some leagues together. A couple of us are in some leagues and then there's leagues where none of us are together, but is there, is there a certain player that's going higher than you thought they would, or is there a player going way lower than you thought they would? Well, you guys know me with my uh, hot takes and uh, <laughs> hey, we love those hot takes, baby. <laughs> Put my balls on the chopping block. I go ahead and say Zayden Collins is going to be a bust. Ooh, I like it. Just, just to, just to fucking have that, you know, something that's a little different than what people, what the general consensus has to say. Why, why do you think Collins? I got a, I got an echo going on big time here. You guys good? We're good. Okay, sorry about why, that. Why do you think Colin's going to be a bust? Enlighten well, me because, here. Because I always got to just, you know, do something that nobody else is going to say. Nobody else is going to say that. Everybody loves him. I just think small school guy, I think he got lucky. I think I saw a lot of throws where the quarterback just threw it right at him, you know, and he returned it to the house, you know, a couple times, which yeah. that's, that's, that's a big deal for, for a man that size and I'm not going to shit on him for that, but I'm just not sure that he's going to get as lucky as he did in his final season at Tulsa. So you don't think he can replicate some of the things he done at Tulsa in Arizona with Isaiah Simmons, with Chandler Jones, with Buda Baker? He got a little bit of a switch there too, you know? Like people don't take that into account as much as they should. Yeah, he, like he's going to be playing middle linebacker now, right? Right. A little different. It's not not exactly the same. And people think, well, it shouldn't be a big deal or whatever. He should be able to handle it. Yeah, that's true. But then also you also see he's already in trouble as well. True, true. That's a, true. a little bit of a, a, a red flag. Not a huge deal in my mind. Like I'm yeah, a buyer. It's not a crazy huge deal. You know, you're young, you know, fresh out of college, you're hitting the big time, you get a little bit of money. So, but, but might, I, get, might, I, I get it at the same time. It's kind of a alert there. I get it. It might actually scare him straight a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. 
So, dudes, you got anybody that like any IDPs that you've been snagging late in drafts that that stick out to you? That yeah, I know, tell, I know you've been tell, in a few. Yeah, tell us who's fallen that you really love so we can snag them up. Well, I mean, I gotta say Peyton Turner again. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, like I just got him in the seventh round of a a mixed league, right? Like you got. See, that's crazy to me. I mean, I yeah. know you were one of the first people I ever heard even talk about Peyton Turner, but good good position or good landing spot, if you will, in New Orleans. Um, pretty good talent, but there's no way he should last till seventh round, right? No, I don't think so. I don't uh, think so either. I mean, I, I might be higher on him than I should be, but let's just talk about who went before him in, in these leagues, uh, okay. if I can bring it up here fast enough. So, so while you're looking, I'll give you this. And I've been tracking some live drafts. I'm probably 35 live drafts in combined. Remind uh, me, Daryl, I got a couple of drafts to give you, too. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, be sure to send them to me. So yeah, we're looking at uh, Peyton Turner. He's being drafted at an average of pick 53.9. So pick 54. You're looking at what, 14, 28, 42, 56. So he's going somewhere in the fourth round right now. You okay with that? I got him at 6.11 in our D-Gen league, pick number 72 overall. Oh, wow. Guys that went ahead of him, Quiddy Pay, definitely understand. Jalen Phillips, probably the best D-end in the drafts. Uh, A lot of injury concerns, though. I'm a Hurricanes fan, and – you know, he had some issues at UCLA, and the concussions are definitely worrisome. But on tape, I like Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips, number one overall. Mm-hmm. Gregory, Me too. So, you know, I'm a Canes guy too, so not going to hate on him. That's who went next. But, like, you got Joseph Asai, Boogie Basham, Dale Odeyingbo. I'm not sure if I'm uh, pronouncing that right. And, I mean, the talent is definitely there. However, you know, coming off a major Achilles injury, yep. t- taking him over Peyton Turner, first-round draft capital, even though I'm not a guy who, you know, preaches draft capital. I'm more of a talent evaluator than I consider myself to be, but still, right. you know what I mean? You got three questionable guys, if not four, really, before Peyton Turner in that league anyway. I'm not sure other leagues might be a little different, but I've taken no, him everywhere. Yeah, that that seems to be uh, – he seems to be slipping in the drafts I was in as well. Um, yeah, I, I got him in a few, um, and he, he pretty much – I think he went after all those guys except maybe Odie Yingbo and a couple. But, yeah, that seems about what I've been seeing as well. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a little bit of everywhere, but it's interesting because the dude said uh, uh, Carlos Basham, who I really like out of Wake Forest, going to Boogie. Buffalo. Yeah, Boogie, mm. and those those two are neck and neck. Peyton Turner, like I said, fifty three point nine, Basham fifty three point four. I mean, those two are close. Oh, wow. Uh. Yeah. You know, 
like I said, I don't know a lot about Turner. Got turned on to him kind of late, especially since the dudes brought him up. Um, but he's got a perfect opportunity in front of him down there in New Orleans because they don't have a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, is Marcus Davenport ever going to be anything? You know, it's uh, it's don't you think the ships kind of sailed on Davenport? Right. So and, then, and like you know, dude said they spent first round capital on Turner, so um, you know that that tells me they want to get him on the field because they invested in him. So and Davenport has delivered. So four, four, eight. the wow. kid ran a four eight forty. Oh wow! Wow! Jeez! The tape checks out, man. He's raw, but the tape is what turned yeah. me on to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and he's and he's got good size too. He's a big, strong dude, and, he, and the athletic numbers are wild, man. Yeah, I mean, it's there, and the opportunities there too, right? You know, yeah, I mean, they drafted who? Who was it? Zach Bond last year that kind of did nothing. He's a tweener. A tween, I mean, he was—he had a real, real big year his last year at Wisconsin. But he's a tweener edge rusher that we weren't sure if he was gonna, you know, be a pass rusher, be an off ball, and they're still yet to be seen. So, right. He impressed a lot of people at the Senior Bowl, and I mean, you turn on the tape, it's there. You know what I mean, and. You just see it. That for me, even though the level of competition was a little bit, you know, sketchy at times. But anybody who like uh, scouted Zach Wilson had to have seen Patrick Turner because he put him in the dirt. Right. Yeah. 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 He did. Very true. And there, and there's a lot of people that love Zach Wilson, myself included. I mean, I like Zach Wilson. I do. I like what he's bringing to the table. So, mm-hmm. a big thing that NFL scouts look for now is is a late bloomer. Right. You know what I mean? Someone who comes on late doesn't have a lot of wear on and and tear on the on the tread on the tires. Somebody who's you know the light just turned on. They have the physical attributes. You know the kids. The kids got the size, the length. You know what I mean? He's got the speed. Right. Now all you got to do, get him acclimated to the game. You know, he, he's got everything you need. He's a, he's a piece of clay. You just got to mold him. Now the, the Marcus Davenport thing, you know, gives you pause a bit. Can the Saints actually turn this guy? Because, you know, I was kind of high on Marcus Davenport myself. I was and, too. Yeah, it didn't work out, right? He had the length. He had the... The wingspan, the big hands, you know what I mean? He had a lot to, to work with as a defensive lineman and just didn't put it all together. And he got to put that on the coaching staff. When you got a piece of clay like that, and they don't mold it properly, that's on the coaches. That's not really on the, the talent, you know? Right. Yeah, they moved up to get him, too. They were all over him. So but Peyton Turner's a guy I'm taking everywhere and uh i was surprised to get him in the seventh round in in our uh our home league there hollywood yeah i mean if you're getting him in the seventh round based on what i'm seeing and this is actual drafts that's taken place no mock drafts this is actual drafts from you know different type of leagues um 
I kind of like the the opportunity with him a lot better. But I mean, how close is him and Basham? I mean, in your opinion, I know you're a big Peyton Turner guy, but do you think him and Basham were that close, or do you think there's a bigger gap between the two? Personally, I think Peyton Turner has like the measurables that I look for. I, I, I like Boogie Basham's game. You know, I just, I'm not sure it's going to translate to the NFL. The way he wins in college is going to be hard to do in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, but I like his hand usage. I like, uh, I like a lot about Boogie Basham's game. I just don't see an explosive athlete. I like freak athletes. That's, that's what I go after. I, I, I like guys that have something that other guys can't really offer. But there's also something to be said about a, a steady Eddie, you know, guy yeah. who uh, plays his role and, and uh, does all the right things and has, uh, you know, the mental capacity and, and a wherewithal for the position within the game of football. And I think that Boogie Basham, that's his strength, right? Uh, I just don't see him having the raw athletic ability that a Peyton Turner has. And I'm always going to go with the ceiling over the floor. But I like Boogie Basham's floor, you know, over Peyton Turner's even, right? But I love Peyton Turner's ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I mean, I'm a huge uh, Boogie Basham guy out of Wake Forest. Um, I think with his skill set, what he can do, you know, they can kind of play him at end or kick him inside a little bit. There's a little bit of versatility there that – and you got to remember, they drafted Russo too, Gregory Russo. Right. I think that's smart. I've been wondering yeah, why. That's really smart, in my that. opinion. Yeah, double up at a position. At the at the bare minimum, double up. Sometimes you could take three guys. You know what I mean? Because right. they're all lottery tickets at the end of the day. You never know how a guy's going to fit into your system. You don't know how smart a guy is. You can do as many, especially in the the COVID you know what I mean, interviews and whatnot or whatever limited capacity they were able to assess these guys. Like, you just don't know how a guy's going to fit yeah. and how he's going to – you know, like, you can tell when you get a guy on the field sometimes, like, uh, whether he's uh, – for lack of a better word, whether, he, whether he's going to be uh, the man you thought he was going to be or whether he's going to, you know, shrivel – under certain conditions and you just can't tell that till you get a guy in your building and you know in your weight room and uh, under your coaches you know is he going to be able to handle the criticism is he going to be you know has he ever faced that before has he been uh built up and uh everybody thinks he's uh the shit where he came from but now he's just another guy how's he going to react to that you know is he going to accept that challenge and and be like uh you know for sorry to swear, but like fuck you, like I'm, I'm the fucking man. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Like you gotta have that as as a supreme athlete. I don't care. It's it's like a fighter's mentality. You gotta be, you gotta be in that mind frame. I'm better than you, and I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm fucking bringing it every day, and you don't know that about somebody until you actually get them in your building, on your team, 
see how they react to uh, certain variables. Right. I am with you on Turner. I mean, I like the opportunity there, but I'm, I, I, I kind of like Boogie Basham. I know they drafted Gregory Rousseau, but he, you got to go back to Sean McDonough, what he did at Carolina. He's trying to replicate that in Buffalo. You know, he's got Ed Oliver. He's got A.J. Epineza. Those are both two-year guys. Now, granted, he had um, Mario Addison. I'm going to forget who it – Quentin uh, – I forget his name. Yeah, he had some veteran guys there. But now – Jerry Hughes. Yeah. But now if you'll look at it, he's kind of got Ed Oliver, A.J. Epineza, Gregory Rousseau, Carlos Boogie Basham. Don't forget to get big old Star Latule back too. They do. They have some veteran guys, but those front four, those young four, rookies and second-year guys. Mm -hmm. Ed Oliver, I've been preaching it for a while. We've not seen the best of him yet. Let him get ready for this pro game. He's going to eat some people's lunch. Um, He can kick out and play defensive end if you need to. You've got A.J. Epineza. Oh, he's a big guy. Well, that's what he did at Iowa. He was the edge-setting point-of-attack guy for them, got a Mm. lot of sacks. I think he can do the same thing for Buffalo. Now you got Rousseau, kind of that long, lengthy guy for Miami, had the one-year breakout. That's the the one concern, right? Only one-year production. He set out. And then now you've got Boogie Basham, Wake Forest, who kind of played – both defensive end kicked in some at defensive tackle. So what I'm seeing is they have, yeah, they have, they have four players year one, year two, they're going to have four players that they can interchange. Epineza, he can kick down anytime he wants to because of his size. Basham can kind of do the same. Russo, I, I think he's an outside guy. I think that's where he's at. All I, thought he good, I thought he did well inside too, though. He he's did, but he did. But well, I think NFL wise, he's an outside guy. Oliver is kind of an inside guy, but I think he can kick outside. But those four, I think they're kind of well, interchangeable. And if you've got a tackle, Oliver is definitely an undersized D tackle. He and they he, all have uh, position versatility, like you're saying. Right, right. Every, yeah. every single one of them can go inside or outside. Yeah. Yeah, all, I, I Oliver think that's needs what McDermott wants. Yeah, Oliver's going to get better. I think Epineza with his size because he's probably the bigger of the group. Yeah, you know he could kick inside more. Yeah, he can kick mm-hmm. inside more, but that versatility, that ability to create matchups, I, I just think that's huge. We've seen this before from McDermott with his time in Carolina. Um, you know, well, got, they, they, he rotates a lot, so he's going to need a lot of versatile yeah. players that could. You know, you got out. Mario Addison, you got Jerry Hughes. I think those veteran guys as a rotation can be good. So, and they had to do something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they needed to rush the passer. They needed mm-hmm. to address that. That's their yes. huge weakness. You look at the game against Kansas City. You know what I mean? They couldn't get home. They can't get yep, home. Exactly. That's their major issue. So, you know, it's smart for them to spend the draft capital on that. It, it's great for them to double up there, too, you know? No, I yeah, totally agree. And as a Canes fan, 
I mean, I can tell you right now, from the minute that Russo sets on campus, they've been talking about him. And there's been a lot of hype the whole way with him. So yeah. it, it's not by accident. And the, these guys know what they're doing. You know what I mean? We're talking about Miami Hurricanes here. We put out NFL talent year after year, even in down years. There's no doubt. We know what a stud looks like. Yeah, I, that, I agree. Everybody said that kid's a stud. Do you uh, – do, how much bulk do you think he could put on because he's got that kind of yeah. stuff? I mean, how, how much – what does he play about? He played at about 250-ish. I think he's a little bigger than that. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not. I don't. I don't know exactly. I'm gonna. Me say either. I was just curious. Two sixty-five, two seventy. Okay. That's probably you know more I mean? accurate. That would be what I'm guessing. But let let's find out. Actually, all I know is the kid has it. You know what right. I mean? Like the only problem is, is his pro day was it didn't astound people. You know what I mean? He didn't. Uh, He's 6'6", 266. Okay. That's what ESPN has him listed as. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the problem was with him taking the time off and then the pro day didn't blow people out of the water like you said, everybody was expecting it to, you know. That's a good point. But the tape speaks volumes, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. And your teammates and your coaches, you know what I mean? Like if they're saying something this isn't your run-of-the-mill guy. You get tons of stud athletes going to Miami. You get tons of stud athletes going to all these places, right? Ohio State, Alabama, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? If you yep. stick out amongst your peers in in that setting, I don't really care what your 40 time is sometimes. You know right. what I mean? Like, hey, so what? Maybe he doesn't test well. Yeah. Some guys, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Epinesa was a good example of that coming out of Iowa. He didn't, yeah, his, I mean, his, his explosive number, exposure numbers weren't that great. And his 40 wasn't great, but it never was going to be because the guy won with yeah. length and power and a big set of hands. And it was like, the guy's never going to blow you out of the water testing wise, but he gets it done right. with, and with this, is, and power. this is something that freaking arcs me. I'm glad you said that, Kyle. This is something that just fucking gets under my skin. Just irks the shit out of me. Epineza, he's too big. You know, whatever your knock on him was, he's that big guy, that Ed Setter, that traditional defensive end. But people were jumping. They were jumping all over uh, Chase on, KV on Chase on. And I wanted no part of this folk. Wanted no part of him when he come out. Want no part of him now. I don't own him anywhere. You you couldn't give him away to me right now. Now the oh, opportunity the opportunities there in Jacksonville. I get it, but I will take a jet. I will take a guy like AJ Epineza all day over Chase on. Why? Because Chase on couldn't get the numbers in college. Now, that they will argue, well, star-studded team, um, you're not going to get the numbers there. But even even the best players get half-ass numbers, and he couldn't even get that. If you can rest the passer in college, you can do it in the pros. Chase on just couldn't get there. He couldn't do it. A.J. Epineza, what did he do? 
he just eat up people's lunch. And I think his game translates more to the NFL than what Chase Owens does. I'm not going to overpay for Chase on. I'll I'll take you. You know, you go ahead and take Chase on third, fourth round. I'll take AJ, AJ Epineza fifth, sixth round all day long. The value's there. But you're an Iowa fan, and you hate Chase on. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> we all according, know you're a Hawkeye. According to Dan, I am a closet Iowa fan. Yes. Yes. You are. Ah, oh, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> You know, we can't help it. You're the ball sack of Canada and you're rooting against me, but whatever. <laughs> I'd like to hear Dooge's chase on take because I'm, I'm more of a fan of chase on. Daryl hates him, I know. Um, it's not that I don't hate it. It's not that I hate him. It's just his game does not translate to the NFL as far as pass rushing. It's not there. Again, and it's you a, know, it's a ceiling versus floor kind of discussion, right? Yep, yep, yep. And, and I'll take NFL, that floor every day because, and, and I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you give me AJ Epineza's floor seven, eight sacks. You gave me, or you give me Chase Stone's ceiling 12, 13 sacks. I'll take AJ Epineza because I know he's more dependable, more reliable, and more consistent. Because I just don't know that Chase Owen's going to get you that. Does he have the potential to? Sure, he does. Sure, he I'm going to take Chase on. And I've been on K Lavon since he was young, like basically right. coming out of high school, freshman. You know what I mean? Same thing. Went to LSU. All of a sudden, right. everybody's like, blown out of the water it's lsu lsu you know yep. I mean? it is they got it is they got they got studs coming out their ears man louisiana down the bayou the boys you know what i mean like they they, they breed football players that's where ed reed came from you know what i mean mm. like these these guys it takes a lot to be impressed when you're you know what i mean surrounded by studs all the time and everybody was talking about this kid so i've been on him and you know i've been kind of faltering a bit in my belief for him because of the transition but i kind of had it's it's like a bud dupree kind of thing you know what i mean it <laughs> oh takes yeah some guys, yeah take some guys some time yeah. take some guys some time you know the nfl is you need the size i'm a size snob when it comes to nfl I don't like small players. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think that they're going to succeed. If you don't have the arm length, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like the discussion we had about um, uh, the Devons, Devin White versus Devin Bush. And, and you were a big Devin Bush guy. And you know what I mean? Devin Bush is a great player. He, he's. Yep. Both of them are in that, what, 4-4-2? Four, four, yeah. He's a great player. Both, both of but them he's going to get covered yeah. up by old linemen in the NFL, man. There's nothing he can do about it. He's just a smaller linebacker. He, he's, you know, he's jacked. If we've seen him in real life, we'd be like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? The guy's stuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, there's just nothing you can do about certain things. It's like if you're in a fight and you got, you know, like there's a reason why there's weight classes. And, and Wait a minute, am, am I fighting Kyle? Because if I'm fighting Kyle, I'm fucking him up. 
Well, you know what? I, I, I don't know about that. I, I'll let you guys decide that. But uh, I think, you know, some measurables would be helpful. I would like to know who has the bigger reach. You know what oh, I mean? I'm, I'm sure that's, Kyle's that's got the what? bigger reach, bigger weight advantage. He's got all the intangibles. You know what? I don't know you about don't, weight advantage. He don't have it right. Oh, you don't have That's a low blow, dude. That's a low blow, man. <laughs> wow. Well, listen, all I'm saying is Devin White, in my opinion, was generational. And it was because yes. of those things that you can't coach. You know what I mean? It was because, I don't care how jacked uh, Devin Bush is. You know what I mean? He, he'd take his shirt off and he could probably win a bikini contest or whatever. I don't care, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, still, you still don't have the ability to hold somebody off with a fucking 80-inch wingspan, right? You just don't have certain things. There's, there's, That's what the NFL comes down to, especially when everybody is so technically polished. You know what I mean? When you get to that level, it's not about, you know, you're not playing – fucking peewee football anymore where you can just run around people you, you yeah. know what i mean Dan Bush can run around people yeah sure but he's gonna get covered up he's gonna get you know what i mean he's gonna get washed there's nothing you can do about it devin white is he perfect no does his do his coverage skills lack yeah you know what i mean can you attack him yeah you can attack anybody and you can so, expose so their weakness but he's got less of them than devin white so, so fantasy purposes here. Where are you putting Devin Bush? We all know Devin White is probably argument sake one two. He's one. He's one two or three. Are you putting Devin Bush in that LB two range? I was saying this when when we were having the rookie draft, though. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying this now. I'm not coming out and saying, "Oh yeah." Like this is something that I've been I believed all along. This no, I mean you were saying as coming out of LSU and coming out of Michigan that you had right. you had White as the better prospect. Oh, I that was, that was, like yeah. dude said that was the big debate when they were coming out, right? And so so Kaylavon, right? You know it might take him a little while, but he's got shit that AJ FNS is never gonna have, right? True. It's just not mm -hmm. the same. You're, True. You know what I, I mean? His floor is safe. But his ceiling is not even close. Not even close, right? I'll so be, I'll, if I got to choose one, I'm definitely taking Caleb on Chaseon. No, I'm taking Epinez all day. Well, let's but, look at all day. But, you're gonna, but guys like me are going to lose on stuff like that every once in a while. For sure. Oh, I, I, I get it. I just – and you know what? And I'm kind of with you on a lot of that. But there's just a few players – that come along that I just can't buy into, and Chase on's one of them. I just can't do it. He played on the it's national really championship exactly team, killer. best defensive mm. team in the league of college football, and he couldn't do it. And, they, and I hear the argument, well, he opened it up for everything else. I get that. Good. Well, he was injured great. too. Well, he was, and he was, but great players do that. They open things up for everybody else. He was injured a little bit. But you go back and look at his numbers, bullshit. I'll take Epineza over him all day. I know what Epineza can do. And then you give me the versatility of Epineza to be able to kick inside or play outside, no-brainer for me. And as far as fantasy is concerned, no 
freaking brainer. No freaking brainer. And I know everybody don't agree with me. Who do I want? I mean, I can see dudes right now. He's like, you're crazy, but whatever. No, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, who do I want to set the edge? Yeah, I want AJ Epinesa setting the edge. Absolutely. Strong side defensive end. But who's going to be the better player in five years? Absolutely. Who could be Bud Dupree? It's it's Chase on. It's not. I, I don't. I don't know that. I don't. I don't know that Chase on can give me that. I, I, I honestly, I don't know that Chase on, even with his speed, size, skill, knowledge, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to throw in here, factor it's in. Not, it's not knowledge. I don't. It's well. I, yeah. Athletics, anything had, you want to throw in there? If we had more knowledge, we wouldn't even really be having this discussion. That's the question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, well. That, and the size. You know what I mean? He's, like, no, he's no Bud Dupree, I'm telling you right now. Bud Dupree will run fucking circles around Chase on. Well, there's your Tennessee homerism coming yeah, out. Again, no, but no, yeah, no, no, no homerism. No, there. no, 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 no. You go back and just, look at what I'm just Bud saying did. that it. I'm just saying it took Bud Dupree. The only reason I'm making that comparison is because it took him what five years, right? It took him four or five years to burst on the scene. It's and take and you know, and I'm with it. There's a lot of patience. Break checking needs to be done with rookies. Early guys, but I don't see it. I mean, I just do not see it with Chase on. It just take it. Just it's it's a different mindset. Like when you're doing talent evaluation, you're looking at what somebody can become. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's their ceiling? That that's that's okay. So so let me throw this at you. Do you think? And I, and I hate doing these comparisons. I freaking hate them. Do you think Chason can be Bud Dupree, for lack of a better term? Do you think Chason is closer to being Bud Dupree, or do you think A.J. Epineza is closer to being a – I don't think A.J. Epineza is, has the ability to ever become that. But See, if, I, you're I disagree me, with if you're you. asking me who I want in my lineup tomorrow, I'd probably, you know what I mean. If I was if I was coaching a team, I'd probably want Epinesa for right now. But if you're asking me what I think somebody can be in the future, right. I don't think Epinesa has a shot at being any living up to his potential. You know what I mean? Draft slot. I don't. I don't think it's there. He's always just, yeah. I get it. I get it. He's going to be a plugger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not a fast twitch guy. And now he's competing with the two, you know, first round pick Greg Russo, second round pick Boogie Basham as well. You know, kick him inside. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. absolutely. That's my whole point. That's see now that's you're going where, back. That's where he can be a difference maker, right? Yeah, exactly. Because- that's my whole point. You got Sean McDermott. We know what he does. He's got four guys, four two or rookie year guys, Oliver, Epineza, Russo, Basham. He's got four guys there that he can deal with, and he's got a Mario Edison. He's got a Jerry Hughes, those veteran guys. None of them are explosive, though. 
Mm-hmm. Every single one of them fits that same mold. And they're all going to fight with each other for snaps. But they that's what fits, that's what fits his scheme, though. they got to work together as a unit, and that's how they're going to get their sacks. Nobody's and Russo is nobody's Russo's the odd guy. Out. He's not kicking inside. The other three, maybe. Basham, Epineza, Oliver, inside, Russo? outside. I Russo's disagree. Not, I, I, I think so Russo can play inside. He can. Russo can kick inside, but he's not going to. He is long, speedy. They're going to put him on the edge and let him use his land. No, uh, you're you're crazy no. as fuck. Get the fuck out of here. I would, you know, <laughs> me and dudes talking. No, 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 no. Dudes knows where I'm coming right now. Me and him talked about this shit earlier. Standing on a hill, dudes. Tell me, tell me. I, I, I will stand on this hill. Everybody uh, is down. Everybody's down on Rousseau. He didn't play last year because of COVID. He's a one-year wonder. He, he's not an inside guy. He's not kicking. I inside. never said he was inside. You just said he couldn't kick inside. I said I disagree. He can't if they want him to. He yeah, could, that's all he's saying. He could. You're, making, not, you're making like seven different statements on oh, get, Rousseau. Oh, get the fuck out of here! You're inside. <laughs> well, I just said all. He, all I said was he can play inside if they want him to. But he's not going that. to. Okay. Yeah, I, Oliver Boogie Basham and AJ Epineza. He is not. kicking. I didn't realize you had Sean McDermott's phone number and you had all this inside. Well, maybe info. I maybe I do. Maybe I'm direct line to Carolina in the past, and now I got just a direct keep... line to Buffalo. Maybe I do, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a direct line to Iowa. I do. Maybe me and Kirk were Flint's, you know. Kirk Parent. Yes. Kirk is is a line specialist. Yes. You got he a guy. You got a guy that plays O line for Iowa, man. You want him on your team. What's, you yeah. fundamentally what's, what's sound. The, you got a guy who plays D line. Even Chauncey Golson, like we were talking about what's, earlier. What's the, what's the term we hear a lot? Professional high school NFL pipeline. Yeah, and I mean he's an NFL type coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yes. coaches college. Yes, he is. Like an NFL coach, any NFL team would love to have him on their. You know, on their AJ Epineza, Davion Nixon, Chauncey Golston. I love Chauncey Golston in in Dallas. So do I. I like the tape a lot. It, it's going to take him a little bit. You're going to have to be patient with him for just a little bit, but he's going to be a dude. Do what I was asking you guys if you guys watch Chauncey Golston tape in February or something before our draft. Oh, I promise you, I did because he's, he's an Iowa guy. I was watching him like three years ago, dude. No, nah, I'm pretty sure I turned you on to him. I <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna sign with douche. Of course you are. You, you, you're the, you know, you're the ball sack of Canada. Why wouldn't you freaking side with him? But as oh, far as what Kyle's saying about uh, Russo possibly kicking inside, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree that he can. He's a man child. And he's not going to. It. But what are you looking for from a D tackle? Like, what separates a D tackle from just being a plugger? You're looking for a guy who can actually get some sacks, right? Especially right. as an IDP right. owner. You're looking for a guy who can rush the passer. Any yeah. fucking plug can just, you know what I mean? Like, we're not trying to get somebody who's just going to be a. 
you know what I mean? Nose tackle and just stand somebody up and uh, the A gap, to... eat the eat the double teams. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for somebody who's got some wiggle. You know what I mean? Who can get sideways and get through the holes and and sack the quarterback, man. And that's what Buffalo needs, and that's what you know what I mean. IDP owners crave. You need somebody who's going to get there. If if you're you could be a great D tackle, you know what I mean, and, and for a team. But we're not going to give two shits about you unless you get <laughs> right. <laughs> we need you to get six sacks. Three sacks ain't good enough. And I mm-hmm. think Gregory Russo, you know, he's just a he's a man child. There's a he, he there's a chance he really could kick inside. I, I don't think that he's destined to be a D end, and I think his pro day kind of proved that a bit. And even though his game tape. And his game speed may be different. You know, you need a real difference maker athletically to affect the game from the end position. Right. So, you know, and you can do that in a variety of ways. I'm not saying that you have to be a, such an amount of speed or, you know what I mean, you have to have a 20-yard of this or that or 10-yard splits or anything. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm sure all the greatest of all time, like look at Jerry Rice. You know, Jerry Rice is 40 with nothing to write home about. He's the greatest receiver ever. Right. You know what I mean? But there's still something to be said for that, and that's the kind of guy I look for. I look for a freak athlete. I'm looking for your ceiling. I'm not going after A.J. Epinesa. You can have him. No. You know what? Most of the time, I'm not able. I'm looking for Gregory Russo, those guys with upside. But at the same time, if I can get a good value, a good fit, I mean, let's face it, AJ Epineza in Buffalo in that scheme with Sean McDermott, that's a good fit. That's a good value because you're probably getting him very late, if not free agent. I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, but, you, because like you said, you know he's been coached up good by, by Kirk LaFrance in, in Iowa. That's what they right. do. It's, yeah. And, and you translate that to the NFL. If you can rush in college, you can rush in, in the NFL. Translates. I don't agree with that. I, I understand. I understand why analytics people say that, and I get it. If you do, if you have a lot of sacks in college, sure. But there's, you know, strength of schedule. There's a lot of things involved, man. If you're in a conference that, you know, doesn't have the same athletes as the SEC, you know, I I just don't buy that for the most part, right? Like, sure, production does matter. Like Jason Owa. That's, or I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing yeah. the name properly, but that's a prime example, man. The guy had nothing for production at Penn State. He has nothing. See, he never sacked this year. Yeah, but to me, Jason Ola is Chavion Kason. Same, same type. Those two are identical. I don't want any. I don't want any part of either one of those. Any part. Well, when he you can't the- sell me on either one of those. When he runs a 4-3-9, he's going to get some attention. But for he IDP is. owners, he's classified as a linebacker. So, to me, he loses all value. Right. You're exactly plus, right. Plus, Baltimore, 
I just, I don't, I don't put a whole lot of faith into it. I mean, that was to me, uh, Oway and Chase on are freaking identical. I'm not touching either one of them. I don't want either one of them. I know they're in good positions. They have good landing spots. But you didn't do it in college. Yeah, I get that. You, I, I understand you, where you're You're just from. not going to. And I know I. it's kind of a hill I stand on. But if you can't do it in college, you're not going to do it in the NFL. You're just not. I don't care what you say. You're not. Right. But, like, let's keep talking about Baltimore then because they had the yeah, all-time let's sacks. I mean, let's open they it up the here. all-time college sacks leader um, that they drafted, right? So if you want to talk about production and analytics and all that, um, I'm blanking out on the kid's name right now. Uh, I might need Kyle's help here. What's that? What's that? The kid, uh, Jason uh, Ferguson. Yes, Jalen Ferguson. Jalen Ferguson. Ferguson, sorry. Yep. Jalen Ferguson from Louisiana Tech. All-time sacks leader in, in college. Mm -hmm. Right. Louisiana Tech. You know what I mean? It ain't translated into the NFL. Yeah, but, dudes, what, what did me and you talk about earlier? Before we started the podcast, me and you were talking about what? Campus to can. Some yeah. players, they can ball out. They're dominant as hell in college. But when they get to the NFL, they can't do it. They just can't. Right. There's some physical limitations. There's some, you know. Exactly. Uh, strength of competition. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't care that you had however many sacks at Louisiana Tech. I really don't. Exactly. What? Who did I say? The NFL stands for yeah. not for long. Exactly. It's and me and you, me and you were talking. Me, me and you were talking about campus to camp and shit, and you were telling me how hard. And I was saying, um, Hayes Maples, the guy. I think it was Louisiana Tech linebacker, stud. Going to give you 100 freaking tackles every freaking year. True freshman, come out, balled out, 100 freaking tackles. Campus to Canton, I'm taking him all day in my campus leagues. Is he going to do that in the NFL? I don't know. Odds are no, because he's doing this against inferior competition. If he's an SEC linebacker, Henry Tuatoa, uh Dylan Moses, uh, freaking Devin White, if you're getting those 100-plus tackles in the SEC, yeah, there's some credibility there. Uh, I agree with that, but I also agree with what Dude was saying about you got to look at what's like their skill set translating, even in, even with production oh, in the big yeah. conferences. Because oh, yeah. if you if you look at like if you look at like Patty Fisher at Northwestern, right? Big numbers in college. I actually thought his tape was better earlier in his career than it was than it was at the end, but like big, big, big durable guy. who was a tackle machine, but he was a two down thumper who was not, he's not going to hold up in coverage. So like the production's fantastic in college. It's good in those campus to Canton leagues and stuff. But like, right. I, you know, you know, I knew this year, like I thought he might get drafted day three. At, you know, he didn't end up get drafted. I wasn't overly shocked because I just didn't see, you know, what's the upside in today's NFL, right? You know, the way it's played. I think he's a good linebacker, college linebacker, and, you know, back in the day it would have been fine. But, like, just certain guys, they'll have really good 
college careers, but their their skill set just doesn't quite translate to the NFL, you know? Would have been great Green Bay Packer for the Ice Bowl. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. I like Patty I like Patty Fisher. I like watching him play at Northwestern, but yeah, it's just, you know, like you're only gonna put him out there on running downs and it is what it is. So and like we were talking about earlier, um Debbie. You know, everybody's going to go wild over Patty Fisher two or three years ago. Now, what, what do you got? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he would have been up in the probably top five linebackers in quote-unquote Debbie people's minds back in the day. Right. What is he now? You know what I mean? Like, almost all of these Debbie guys lose value, right? They're flashing the pan or they're – what everybody's quick reaction, you know, oh, this guy had however many tackles or whatever. It's college. It's not yeah. the NFL. He's 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 at Northwestern. You know what I mean? He's a smart guy. Very yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? You love to have him on, on your team. Anybody any one of us would take him on any team we ever been on, you know? Yep. All those things don't matter. He ain't NFL athlete material. And that's why Kay Labon is, you know what I mean, intriguing. Because even from an NFL standpoint, he's got things that other guys don't have. So you might just have to wait. You might just have to wait until he, you know what I mean, gets that size. He gets that ability to, you know what I mean, hold, hold off that guy with one arm. And you know what I mean? Still make the play. Right now, he's just a little bit of a tweener. So, AJ Epinesa has no issue doing that. AJ Epinesa is going to anchor. But is he going to be able to run that guy down when he kicks it out to the sideline? No. No, he's not. He's not an explosive athlete. Is Epinesa ever going to have double digit sacks in the NFL? Not without us. Like, Great defense all around him, man. Not without a complete team. That's a complete team effort for him to ever get 10 sacks because he ain't doing it on his own. He just doesn't have that, you know, eye-popping. Uh, he doesn't have it. Kalevon has had it since he was a freshman at LSU, a football factory. And every single coach and player who's ever played with him has been like, he has it. Now, the ceiling for him is so much higher than Epinesa that I'm going to take him every time. And I'm going to beat you every time by taking that every time because over the overtime, I'm going to have more of those guys pan out than you're going to have with your floor. Your floor is not going to win you any fantasy championships. It's just not. You need difference makers. You need superstars to win you right. championships. Yeah, I dig it. Okay, good stuff. Other man. guys, though, man, so that I, that I in uh, I for IDP purposes that I think are being undervalued. Uh, I like uh, Jay Tufele. Mm. D tackle. He oh, still yeah. hasn't been taken yet through seven rounds. Um, I'm a big Tufele fan. 
Yeah. So I'm glad you said that. Average of 66 in rookie drafts. Who, Tefele? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think he could last to the 10th round. He might even, you know, if I don't draft him, maybe he goes undrafted. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of drafts where he's not being drafted, but in the leagues that he is, he's going at an average pick of 66. Last year, he was a, a media darling. You know what I mean? He was a first-round yep. pick everywhere. Yep. And yep. it's easy to see why. Like, he's a big dude, but he moves. Agile, he's got man. Some, oh, my God. He's got some great movement skills for a big guy. <laughs> that swim move, too, that over-the-top swim that he, that he pulls out. Yep. Oof. I mean, does he have some flaws? Sure. But I think there are things that can be coached up, right? It's technique. It's, yep. hey, I've been the man all my life. I don't really have to do what everybody tells me to do. I'm just still going to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've, I've always been a boss. And But once you lose that, once you get that humility and once you lose your pride a bit because you're playing with a bunch of other guys in the NFL that are – just as good, if not better, you have to refine your technique. You have to be, you know what I mean, coachable. You have to be um, in the weight room every day. You have to give your best effort or you're going to be out of the league. And a guy like that, I just see, I think the sky's the limit for him. Another I guy it. I like Another guy I like a lot is, uh, is Fanga from USC, but, you know, He's definitely oh, yeah. got some, some limitations, but uh, you know he's one of the only true box safeties in in this class, and uh, yeah. he plays with his hair on fire, and uh, he's, he's got a little bit of uh, Troy Polamalu in him. You know what I mean? He's, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean he is limited. Like I think he ran a, a four six, a low four six. He didn't even run a, a high five nine, or sorry, a high four five nine. And he was ripped. I saw his um, his pro day pictures and and you know results and and whatnot. But again, he's just one of those guys. Like a lot of it has to do with uh, just a feel for the game, and you have to be able to watch guys on tape and see you know right. like he plays a lot faster than what he's timed at. Right. Because he's got instincts. He gets to where he's got to get and yep. puts himself in yep. position. Yeah, I agree. So, you know what I mean? In the 10th round of a, a regular mixed draft, sure. You know what I mean? Why not? Take take mm. shot at him. So, yeah, let's definitely. see. Who else? Uh, I mean, Divine Diablo. I ended up – I got him at 6.01 in our defense one championships, you know, IDP only league. I'd say he would go a lot earlier now, but he's got contract issues with uh, – I think he's the last rookie to sign out of the whole NFL. Oh, really? Got issue uh -huh. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's trying to go for the linebacker cheat code nowadays, right? To save <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. And another guy like that is uh, is the kid from the Jets. Um, Nazardine. Well, him too, but uh, the kid I was thinking about is um, Sherwood. Yeah, Jamie and Sherwood. Sherwood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are guys, you know what I mean, to target late from an IDP mm -hmm. perspective, in my opinion. And then always rookie corners. 
at the end of your draft, you can always sneak in some rookie corners because if they do win the job and they do, they're going to probably get picked on, right? If they go to a team that has an established number one corner, if they do happen to win the number two corner role, that's where other teams are going to try to attack and more opportunities equals more production, as we all know, from especially from uh, from a fantasy corner perspective. You're not looking for the best corner as your fantasy corner. You don't right. want shut down corner. You want somebody who's going to get more opportunities when, you know, people that are getting picked on and get thrown at. So rookie corners until they're established, you know, they're a pretty good investment at the end of your draft, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So give us somebody that's just completely off everybody's radar, but you're buying right now. Completely off everybody's radar. Well, what I was about to talk about is Baron Browning, even though he's not completely off everybody's radar. Well, and I've been hey, go ahead. What What's your take on Baron Browning? Because I'm not a buyer. Yeah, I mean, again, he's got everything you want physically. Like, he could be a superstar, but he, he reads his keys slow. You know what I mean? He's a slow processor sometimes. Uh, you have to have, it depends where he goes. Well, he went to Denver, but like you need somebody who's, uh, intelligent enough to get the defense, you know what I mean? Set up. He's not that guy. You don't want him wearing your green dot. You don't want him calling the plays, but, uh, if you can let him fly around the football, you're, you're in a good position to succeed. 54 and a half, over, over under in the record drafts, 54 and a half. Oh, I, I take him under that. I, I, think he's, uh, I think he's a superstar if he's coached up well and he's in the right system. But I definitely see the drawbacks. I see the, the negatives. There's, there's no doubt about it, you know, like uh, – He's just one of those guys, you know. Uh, I don't want to say anything about his intelligence or anything, but, it, you know, football IQ is, is a little bit lacking, right? Like, I think, you know, Pete Werner took a lot of reps away from him. And, yep. uh, you know, he's nowhere near the same athlete. You know what I mean? If you right. have these guys out in shorts and, and running around, you're going to be like <laughs> Baron Browning all day. But then – there's the mental aspect of the game and you're going to be like, yeah, Pete Werner is the guy I trust. He's the guy I'd rather have there that I know is not going to screw up in a, a big opportunity or, you know what I mean? On third down or, or what have you, you know, he's going to be in the right place where you want him to be, even though he's a couple of tenths a second slower. Or it's, it's that kind of argument, but somebody yeah. who, who nobody is on? Yep. Uh, nobody is on. Well, I kind of like Janarius uh, Robinson. I don't wouldn't say nobody's on him. And I mean, in our IDP only league, I took him in the seventh round. But uh, he won the he, in in the uh, the uh, he, he won the length. He has the measurables. And mm -hmm. uh, 
Derek Barnes, another guy I think uh, you know uh, oh, has an opportunity. Derek. Love Derek Barnes. Mm -hmm. I like I like his tape. I like I like, but I think he might be a two down thumper. I'm not really sure. Same with Ernest Jones. He's going higher and higher, so his value is probably, you know what I mean. I'm not going to take him now, but I think that it was a good pick. Uh, previously before his value kind of skyrocketed a bit, but mm -hmm. I think his PFF uh, coverage grade is just ridiculously low. I think it's like in the thirties. It, it's bad. Tyree Gillespie, uh, doc took him in our, uh, our IDP only league. Uh, I think he's got a lot of things that, that, you know, could pan out. But also see some major issues as well. So I mean, it's fifty-fifty with him. So you're a big, you're a big Miami guy. Yeah. Quincy Roche. No. If I'm gonna give you a yes or a no, I'm giving you a no. <clears throat> I mean, he's a Temple transfer, but my big thing with him is he's just too small. Yeah. Converted, uh, converted safety. He played safety, switched to uh, linebacker, defensive end. Same thing. You know what I mean? Do I want him on my team? Does he know what he's doing? Is he going to take care of his responsibilities? Yes, yes, yes. Check all those boxes. You know what I mean? Definitely, uh, you know what I mean? Guy you want on your team and does all the right things and probably works out hard and all that. But at the end of the day, you are what you are, and your genetics just don't cut it for me. Awesome. Good stuff. Kyle, who you got? Somebody that nobody else has taken. Who you got? Oh, man. Yeah. Who am I thinking? I know I've been taking a lot of my drafts. I've been taking Jamar Johnson late. Um, and, and, yeah, I was a big Jamar Johnson fan out of Indiana. Good size. Um, he can come up and play in the box. He can play deep. Not not a burner by any means, but um, damn. And he, he played great against Ohio State. Um, yeah. And uh, he, he picked off Justin Fields, and he was making plays. He could blitz them. Uh, he, they took him and Caden Stearns. Denver did both in the fifth round, I believe. Um, yeah. I do like I do like Stearns too, but I like Johnson more, and I think um, he could be a nice. Uh, a nice fit next to Justin Simmons there. If, if Jamar Johnson comes along, I actually thought he would go higher than that. I had him at late in like the third round. So I thought him in the fifth was a really good value. Um, and I then, agree. yeah, yeah. I, I, I was taking him late in a lot of drafts. Um, I like the, the potential spot in the skill set with him. And then, um, I like him way more than Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I had, I had, um, Jamar Johnson real high, like my safety four pre-draft, I think. Um, I just once I watch more and more, I just just definitely um, so, shot my board. It just depends where he's if he's a free safety or a strong safety, right? Right. Yep. And yep. If, they, if they play Caden Stearns at the strong safety instead of Jamar Johnson, yeah, that that's tough. But from a like talent evaluation, Jamar Johnson is stud. I agree. How about you, D-Man? What do you got? You got anybody? Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Rumpf. Um, yeah, yeah. Defensive Duke. end for the Chargers Duke. come from Duke. Nice. Um, 
I promise you, you were on him early, early. I was. I've been watching yeah. a lot of the, you know, watching a lot of the college tape. It's translated over, you know, him and Victor Dumakijay. But uh, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, you know, Melvin Ingram's gone now. It's just Boza and whoever they can put out there. Um, so if he can show a lot of promise, you know, his dad's an NFL coach, I think, with Houston. If he can show that promise and get that potential going, there's the opportunities there for him to take. Uh, and you're getting him, uh, let's see here, where did I see? Pick 70, which yeah. is what, 12, 24, 36, 48, 60. Six 70. round? Yeah, six round. I mean, that's that's great flyer value for a potential starter immediately. Now, maybe he doesn't start this year, but who else do they have, you know? And you're looking – I'm looking at late year one, early year two, the potential's there, sixth, seventh-round flyer. I'll take that all day. Yeah. I, that's a great call. Good well, stuff. I got to give props to Kyle. <laughs> don't you did? Don't do it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. S speaking of Kyle, speaking Damon of Kyle, Davis. Hey. Hey. Davis, at one point one three, jamming in their ass, David. Jamming in their at ass. one point one three. That's pretty amazing. That really is. He that went, was went, Micah Parsons, Gregory Russo went number two overall, which you know, in retrospect, I think that's too high. JOK went number three. We didn't know about his medical concerns at that time. Zayvon Collins, Nick Bolton, a little high at 1.05. Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, Chaz Surratt, a little high at 1.08. But, you know, I like Chaz Surratt, too. That's another guy, you know what I mean? I'll take, oh, yeah. take a shot on that study, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He went to uh, North Carolina as a quarterback. Yeah. yeah, and uh, he transitioned to linebacker, and uh, I like his athleticism. I, I like some of the things he brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Dylan Moses was a, a big uh, mistake at 1.09 in that league because, you know, ended up going undrafted. But that's a guy I would still – I would take a shot on him late, right? Like yeah. guys are – you know, you can get him late now because he went undrafted, because there's a lot of people that – really don't know football and they don't uh, watch tape and they don't, they just look for draft capital. And so that's a guy you can maybe sneak under the radar that, you know, I think Jacksonville got a steal there. Yeah. I do too. And uh, you know, Jabril Cox went earlier than he should have in the inner league and same kind of thing. You know, he had injury concerns and, and medical red flags and stuff that we don't know about as, as a general public. And, Christian Barrymore, no way he should have went that high. You know, no D tackle really should go that high, I don't think, unless you got like a a Sioux, you know, coming out of Nebraska that should have won the Heisman. But Jamin Davis, 1.13 <laughs> after all those guys, man. That's that you know what I mean? In retrospect, he probably should have went number two overall. You know, you there's a there's an argument to be made for him or Zayvon yeah. Collins. But 
He got him at 1.13, that Kyle Belfoy. <laughs> that was definitely my best pick, and I made some real bad ones after that. <laughs> you know, I almost forgot we had a listener request. Uh-oh. I'm not going to name who. Uh-oh. But they requested that I fire you tonight. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I can do this. You know, I've, I've, I fire him on a regular basis. And after what you put me through tonight, getting on to this show, your ass you know is what? so fired, bro. I'm pretty sure that I know that, who that listener was. And uh, I think his real question was. Well, you know, he Kyle, said, he said, can you please fire Kyle or not? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> so it was a call in. Uh, I think it was from uh, Purple People Eaters, actually. Is the, is I, th- the I, I think that- it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what he really asked was, how do you think the Washington football team linebacker core is going to shake out? How do you see it all going down? You see John Bostic still being middle linebacker. We know from uh, interviews um, that your man, Jamin Davis, is going to either be a weak side linebacker or a strong side linebacker. And we know that Cole Holcomb is there. So how do you see all that shaking out, Kyle? Oh, man. You know, I I had heard they were talking about working him in to, to learn to play the mic as well, but I don't think he's ready for that. I, I think you're, I think you said too, John Bostic will be, you know, the, the veteran there. I, it might be biased cause I want him to play weak side, but I think he's going to play weak side, but I know we've talked about this and I think you made a really good point about him possibly playing the strong side, but I think, I just think his, I just think his skill set is, is, is more made for the weak side. And I, I think that's where he's going to end up ultimately. If I had to put money on it right now. If I can't, I, I can't argue with it. I really can't. <laughs> I mean, Holcomb played strong side last year too, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Right. But yeah. Actually, I don't really know what the snap counts were for them, but. I just know that he's a liability in coverage. He is, yes. And, you know, Jamin Davis, coverage grades, like all you see is him just killing Tennessee in, in highlight videos. <laughs> eh, I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. You're an everybody, you know that? You know, you're such an asshole. Every SEC player that got drafted just smoking Tennessee in their highlight film on the draft board. <laughs> Well, no, we're done for tonight, people. Hey, it was nice Joseph, having you on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you both. Oh. There, there was another question from another listener, wasn't there, Hollywood? Oh, God, yeah, but I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> well, there was a really good question from another oh, listener. Oh, it was. Uh, shit, what was it? I'll find it. Hang on, yeah. Yeah, I tagged you on it, or you tagged me on it. Oh, I know it was a good question. Um, was it Aaron Rodgers' question? Well, yeah. Uh, we, we, know, we know the answer to that. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a demigod. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but this guy, uh, Razor, Razor from Ramon Town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> will Cameron Curl be relegated to the slot corner duties again now that Landon Collins' big fat contract is back? And Bobby McCain is locked into the free safety role oh on the back God, end. Bobby, get out of here with your Bobby McCain bullshit. Who else is going to play no free way. safety? It's going to be Curl and Collins. You think what Curl can play free with Cameron Curl? Everybody's rookie darling from last year. Curl and Collins are your two safeties. The only time it's not going to be is if Collins plays down in the box at linebacker. Well, the greatest idiot of all time is here to tell you Cameron Curl's going back to slot corner. No way. No way. Listen, read the reports out of Washington. That's the dumbest thing they could do. Uh, Your two best safeties are Curl and Collins. You put those two at safety – let Collins play down in the box, and when he does, okay, maybe McCain can come in and play safety. If you don't play Curl and Collins as your two safeties, get the hell out of here. Well, Collins doesn't want to move the linebacker, and he's got that ego. Okay, you got, blame it safety, you got, but he's going to play down in the box. You got to stroke his hair. What's his contract? What is he, like $10 million? He's yeah, out of here after next year. Let me look it up. Yeah. He's yeah, gone after next year. So he better play. Are you going to wait a year on Cameron Curl? He better play. Yeah, I will. Gonna, yeah, but I mean, are you going to be one of these owners that uh, sells high on Cameron Curl right now? Nope. Like a smart guy? Like nope. like this Razor guy from Ramon Town uh, seems to be? Th- this Razor guy, he needs to get her off. <laughs> uh, I think this Razor Ramon, man, he, I think he knows what he's talking about. I think oh this girl might be uh, relegated to uh, no way. block water duties again, just like he was when he broke into the league. You've got one year. <laughs> Collins is gone after this year. Curl's well, we're not talking to... about next year. We're not talking about future. We're not talking about pie in the sky. We're talking about what's going to happen right now. What do you want for next year? Washington is Washington. Washington is stupid if they don't play Curl and Collins as their two safeties. McCain can be a corner. He is not better than Curl or Collins. Get the hell out of here. Well, I would like to ask somebody with you know whose opinion I respect. What do you think, Kyle? <laughs> well, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you You're know. better than this, Kyle. You're better than this. <laughs> we freeze. Uh, I just no, looked up Landon Collins' contract. We're just, waiting, we're just waiting for your opinion on the matter. You're the tiebreaker here. Well, I, I just looked up Landon Collins' contract. His base salary is twelve and a half mil this year. Twelve and a half mil. And uh, he's he's got a play linebacker. He doesn't want to play linebacker. Um, they got a potential out after next year, but anyway, so they're if he doesn't want to play linebacker, he's going to be playing his role. Um, which is safety, <laughs> they, they ain't paying you 12 and a half million to ride the pine, are they, Kyle? 
No, no. You're going to be rolling out as a starting strong safety, aren't you? I, I think so. Mm-mm. So I, what happens to Cameron Curl and his 4740? When they he, brought in Bobby McCain. He's playing free safety. But he can't play deep coverage. Oh, get out of here. Oh, my I like God. Cam, I like Cameron Curl as a strong safety. I don't like him as a free safety because. So we can- whether or not Cameron Curl could produce the same stats as he did last year. Would you say over or under, Kyle? This year, under. After what Collins is gone, Hollywood Titan. After Collins is gone, then he's going. He's going back to balling. I'll say. <laughs> I'll, say I'll say equal to or over. Bobby okay. McCain. Bobby McCain can eat shit. He's not the starting free safety. No way. No way you're putting anybody than Curl or Collins at safety. Both safeties. No way. I don't give a shit what their contract is or what they want to do. They're the that's you two starting safeties. No so way. So you don't care about all the I don't care because Collins is going in a year anyway. You don't care about the facts, eh? You just care no, about I, I don't care about Collins and his not wanting to play linebacker. He's on a one-year deal. You either play what I tell you to or you're gone. You're gone either way. What's it matter? <laughs> well, what about Jalen Twyman, though? <laughs> 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 oh, well, we're done for today. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's a, that's a low blow, Kyle. Low blow. I, yeah, Kyle. Why I, you get, Kyle? I didn't say anything. Yeah, this is why you get fired every week right here. <laughs> Shit like this. I love it when you fire Kyle, even though he's better than you. <laughs> Kyle, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, Kyle will never be better than me on his best day on my worst day ever. The ball ever. sack again. Ever. Always. Fucking dragon ball sack right over your orange Tennessee volunteer. Okay. Okay. Whoops. And your sperm rags. <laughs> we we need to set this up. We'll give the people what they want day. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Good luck, Octagon Kyle. Style. Good luck. Good luck. Lock Kyle. the door behind Hollywood titties and Kyle Bell Foy in an octagon. <laughs> yeah. The freaking ball sack of Canada. Versus the cement duster. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot. Good stuff, guys. Great uh, great show. Love it. Love the back and forth. Um, shoo. I, I can't with you two. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Well, first off, thanks, douche, for joining us, dude. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, douche. I might, I might have to... I may have to hire the dudes and fire you, Kyle. May have to. <laughs> no way. Oh yeah. I don't come on board unless Kyle's here. Jesus oh, <laughs> Christ. Kyle's the only one with any logic. <laughs> you, bet, you bet with your heart. You bet with your heart too much. I don't have a heart. It's a piece of coal down here. Black as coal. Black as coal. 
As a Tennessee Volunteers fan, I can understand why it would be black as coal now. Yeah. That orange is getting more and more yellow for them Hawkeyes, I tell you that. Oh, my God. There's a reason why it's called burnt orange. (laughs) Oh, my God. See, both of y'all can kiss my ass right now, all right? (laughs) Both of y'all. You know, I'm not even going to let you tell people where they can follow you, Kyle. I'm not even going to let them. That's because they, they don't even need to follow you right now with this nonsense <laughs> that you've been spouting right now. Oh, my God. So I guess I'm fired. Oh, you've been fired. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how you snuck on the show, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I don't even know how you got here right now. After months, you tried to figure out how I'm here. Yeah, yeah. After months. That's fair. That's fair, too. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I hope y'all like the show, except for Kyle's part, because he sucks. Dude, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> love you, man. Love you, man. Um, Cheers. And we, we will see you all next week. See you guys. Later. Peace. Oh, shit.